Hello and welcome to this week's Threat Intelligence Podcast edition 158. My name is Natalie Page, a Threat Intelligence Analyst here at Talion, and in this week's episode I shall be discussing the Russia-Ukraine conflict and its threat to overspill the Ukrainian borders, this week's joint alert regarding the Sandworm team's new Cyclops Blink malware, and the unfortunate story of a father's mission to reduce his children's screen time which could see him landing himself in prison. First up this week, as tensions mount regarding the Russia-Ukraine conflict, reports have emerged regarding the DDoS attack disseminated against Ukraine earlier this year, in what Ukraine has branded the worst DDoS attack the country has ever suffered. It's been argued that this is an exaggeration on Ukraine's part, and that what the country actually faced was relatively standard and not unusually large, and that what Ukraine potentially meant was that this was the largest the country had observed against the specific against its specific targets. Nonetheless, the UK and US on Friday publicly attributed the attacks to the Russian GRU, with Australia quickly following to join in support, promising to continue providing cyber support from Australia for Ukraine via the training of Ukrainian officials. The consensus between Australia, the UK and a number of other countries is that they are prepared to help Ukraine with their cyber defences, but no physical troops shall be deployed, meaning the threat of many countries instead Instead, turning to cyber warfare tactics is currently substantially high, and unfortunately this means many organisations across the globe are at risk of becoming caught in the crossfire. As the conflict continues to unfold, attention around the world moves to how these cyber attacks are overspilling into other countries. The UK government, along with others, plan to impose sanctions against Russia, with Germany currently imposing the strictest sanctions by suspending the Nord Stream 2 pipeline project, a pipeline running under the Baltic Sea supposed to ferry huge amounts of natural gas directly from Russia to Europe via Germany. These government sanctions are the exact actions which increase the threat level of an attack from Russia upon opposing countries. The technical analysis of the DDoS attack against Ukraine released this week finds the botnet utilised named Katana, which was found to be a variant of the Miria botnet with improved DDoS capabilities, originally available to be purchased online for €500, but now freely available. What this analysis confirms is that the attack utilised a level of sophistication that was planned well in advance, and that the main goal was to create a sense of chaos in the hopes that this would lead to destabilisation and undermine the Ukrainian government. But due to the efficiency of Ukraine's response and the ability to quickly get the compromised sites back up, this tactic failed. This is not the first time this tactic has been utilised. In 2008, a DDoS attack using black energy malware was disseminated during the initial stages of the Georgian conflict. And more recently, in 2015, Sandworm Team, a group attributed to the Russian GRU, successfully took down Ukraine's power grid. And just as this situation could not get any closer for comfort, a joint alert from the NCSC, CISA, NSA and FBI has been released this week warning of a new malware believed to be linked to the Samworm group. Yes, the group responsible for the 2015 Ukrainian power takedown. The group appears to be disseminating a new malware strain which has been dubbed Cyclops Blink, which appears to be an advanced replacement framework for the group's previous targeting of exposed VPN filer malware. 
In 2018, this strain was deployed in stages from the sandworm team and was able to manipulate traffic, cause destruction on the infected hosts, leading to the subsequent exploitation of downstream devices. The malware was widespread, but with an increased number of victims in the Ukraine and also specific targets in the Republic of Korea before the 2018 Winter Olympics. While VPN file and malware infections appeared to tail off, Cyclops Blink has seemingly taken its place, displaying crossovers between the two strains, including its widespread indiscriminate nature. So far, the strain has been deployed against Watchtower devices, but it's likely Sandworm will be working on replicating this to deploy on other architectures and firmware. The strain itself is sophisticated and able to beacon device information back to the attacker server and enable files to be downloaded and executed. There is also functionality to add new modules while the malware is running, which allows Samware team to implement additional capability as required. Post-exploitation, Cyclops Blink is generally deployed as part of a firmware update. This achieves persistence when the device is rebooted and makes remediation a lot harder. The joint advisory gives remediated details for those already infected with the malware, but for those currently not infected wanting to improve their defences, the guidance is clear. Do not expose management interfaces of network devices to the internet. Protect your devices and networks by keeping them up to date. Utilise multi-factor authentication to reduce the impact of password compromises and most importantly to treat your employees as the first line of defence, educating on the prevalence and tactics utilised by attackers and how to report and respond to these incidents. The warning is clear, companies of all sizes will be foolish not to be preparing their defences right now. Our Talion.net site lists our top mitigation techniques all organisations should currently be prioritising to enhance their defences. And if you're still concerned about your own cybersecurity posture, you can also visit our site to book a consultation with one of our experts. Finally this week, in less alarming news, the story of a dad in France now potentially facing jail time and a rather large fine after accidentally wiping out an entire town's internet while attempting to limit his children's screen time. The father reportedly stated his children had become addicted to social networks, in particular since the confinement imposed due to the epidemic of COVID-19. And as a result, the father researched ways in which he could reduce his children's screen time. This led to a purchasing of a signal jammer, which successfully did block his children's internet, but then also the internet access of the entire town he neighboured. The jammer was used to block signal between midnight and 3am, and while this may have worked, the father was unaware of his subsequent blocking of all devices in the French town. Due to the time this outage took place, detection was not made straight away. Eventually, just one mobile carrier reported a strange signal drop to the agency responsible for managing radio frequencies in France, known as the EINFR which triggered an investigation. The fact that the outage was consistently between midnight and 3am meant as residents slept, a member of the Toulouse ANFR began walking the streets to investigate. Eventually, their spectrum analyzer equipment took on a similar shape, revealing a jammer was in use. The waves emitted by the device were then subsequently followed to the father's house. While some parents may utilize passwords to restrict their children's screen time, this father's desperate bid to curb his children's addiction has landed him in some extremely hot water, as the jammer he was using was not legal in France. Currently, he faces a 30,000 euro fine and potentially six 
months in prison. This isn't actually the first time something like this has happened. In 2020, a Welsh town's broadband went down at 7am every day, which an investigation from the BT found after 18 months of analysis that it was being caused by one individual who was turning on an old second-hand television set at that time every day, which was actually sending out electrical bursts able to completely disrupt signals in that area. That is everything from the Talian Threat Intelligence team this week. If you do have any questions on any topics that we've covered this week, we're always happy to help and can be reached via the Talian website at talian.net or you can also contact us via our LinkedIn and Twitter accounts. Thank you very much for listening.